want scotch, I want beer. I'm having a record year. Quarter notes and Hank's halftime. A pounding old is a heart of mine. Song, song, I pass my time. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers, to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. It's the Pewter Post Game Show with John Ledyard from PewterReport.com and Scott Reynolds from PewterReport.com and anyone else we can get in from the PewterReport.com crew here to celebrate another Bucks W, the playoff seating that everybody wanted, the playoff matchup that I think people wanted in the first round. It's a good day to be a Bucks fan today of all the crap that's happened lately, Scott. This one was this one felt extra good for Bucks fans, I think. Yeah, it sure did, John. I mean... Uh, I was happy to see John Lynch celebrating. I, I jumped out of his, his box <laughs> uh, watching his bugs. 49ers yep. helping out the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and really what it does is is if the Buccaneers can get past the Eagles, that's who they're playing in, in the first round of the playoffs, hosting Philadelphia next week, times to be determined, and also dates too, right? We, we have a Saturday playoff yep. schedule, Sunday, and also this year a Monday night playoff game, John. Hope it's not the Monday night game, though. If I'm being honest, I don't want it to be Monday night because if the Buccaneers win, which I expect that they will, then you're looking at a short and truncated week for the next week, which would be, if I'm correct, either the 49ers or the Cowboys. Right, the winner of that game would play the Buccaneers. Let me think. Well, uh, well, it really depends on depends, what happens with Arizona, yeah. right? If, right. If Arizona knocks off. The Rams, then I guess it would be Arizona then, correct? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be yes. Um, I think – let me think here. But, yeah, this is what, – what what's interesting about this first-round matchup is obviously the way the last game went. One of the weirdest games of the year for sure. We'll talk about that in maybe near yeah. the end of the show. But yeah. um, that the playoff seeding obviously I think was a big deal because of the home thing, the home field thing. I just think they've just been better at home this season. I also think that uh, it's going to – given all that they're else that they're up against, I think that that little advantage could help them um, – ultimately if they were at full strength i would say it should matter i think now it probably matters and so right. who has any clue how the nfc playoffs are going to go i have no idea the rams <laughs> lost today seattle lost today yeah. the packers playing their starters in the first half were down to the lions no the cardinals um, lost today right did seattle i say that? one seattle yeah. one did I, oh sorry yeah. I, if i misspoke yeah seattle, arizona lost um they lost four or five to finish the season or five yeah. or six something like that to finish the season really not good at all for them um they're going to play the Rams in the first round. They've split, though, in the regular season. In the last game, though, I felt like the Cardinals were as good as the Rams. And just, I don't know, it's going to be it's going to be very crazy to see what happens in the NFC playoffs. Packers are avoiding the madness for the first round. We appreciate that super chat right there from, from Josh. Uh, Scott created the perfect argument for Rodgers being MVP with his Gabbard quarterback controversy. The Bucs are 6-0 when Gabbard plays. The Pack are 3-0 when love plays Jordan love. And then yes, uh, we did have a Blaine Gabbert sighting today, Johnny. And you know what happens when that happens? The bucks win undefeated six. and now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, but, but listen, I, in all fairness, and, and as much as, as much as I pass. like Blaine, um, this guy right here, 43 <laughs> touchdowns this season and just had an, an amazing day. Now, 5,000, 316 yards, the third most passing yards in a single season NFL history. Brady beats his own record set last year of 40 touchdown passes. And, and now 
beats Jameis Winston with the most passing yards in a single season in Bucks franchise history. So just an absolutely electric day for Tom Brady. Uh, didn't start off really great, <laughs> right? Uh, only three plays, John, in the first quarter. Imagine the, the day this guy could have had if yeah. they had done anything in the first quarter outside of a three and out. Yeah, I mean, certainly it was a slow start for the Bucks offense. To me, that was somewhat, you know, I know the Carolina is like depleted in the secondary and it was it was yeah. still bad. But at, at the same time, they're trying to work with a lot of new pieces and see how everything fits. And that was going to happen. So I was way more disappointed with that start by the defense. Just thought that was a oh, laughable yeah. performance from them. It was. Honestly, through three quarters, they were not very impressive. At the end of the game, they rose up. Obviously, the Panthers are what they are. And so that wasn't necessarily surprising. Right. I'm concerned about the defense straight up going into the postseason, Scott. Like, we're going to talk mostly about positive John, stuff in this game because the Bucs If the Buccaneers really track, but... lose in the playoffs, even, even next week against the Eagles, if they lose, it will be because of the defense. Too it's many just, missed sacks, too yeah. many missed tackles, uh, sloppy football from the Buccaneers to start the game. And they're going to be playing better teams over the next couple of weeks, or at least one week, than they have the last two weeks, right? The Jets yeah. and the Panthers gave the Buccaneer defense problems, John. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was to start games, to come out that way. They looked just uninspired to me, Scott. They looked yeah. slow, lethargic. The run defense is worse, as bad as we've ever seen it under Todd Bowles right now. I'm highly concerned now. I'm mostly concerned because I don't know if Levante David's going to be back for the first round of the playoffs or not. I, yeah. I really don't know. Um, I think we are hopeful that he would at least be around for the second round and maybe they can pass the, but the Eagles are running the football incredibly well. They're right. way more talented up front in terms of pass protection and yeah. in terms of running the football than Carolina or the Jets sure. in recent weeks. Like it's concerning. Um, Jalen Hurts is a better runner, John, than Josh Allen. And Josh yeah. Allen got 100 yards on this this team plus a rushing touchdown. Great runner. They avoided yeah. mistakes and turnovers for the most part. And right. yeah, they're not going to be a tough offense to put away for sure. Um, I'm I'm concerned because I, we don't know that status of Levante David. And right now, I mean, Devin White is playing putrid football, Scott. Yes. And that is it's a bad. huge concern it's really because bad. Kevin Minters just doesn't have the capacity to play that yeah. well. White could play better and just is not very good. And it's a big concern because in the interior defensive line, they're not getting bodied off the ball. Like, they're just not finishing behind those guys, and that's where it gets really concerning for me. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, the Buccaneers, it, it, we'll talk about more of these records. Obviously, Tom Brady set some today. The Buccaneers set a record themselves, 13-4. and four. Uh, I, I was correct. I predicted 13-4 and four to start the season. It didn't always reflect that on a week-to-week basis. John, I think you and Paul tied for for the for the actual predictions on a, yeah, on a, on a week-to-week basis. So you actually did better than the Buccaneers, John. They were 13-4. and four. But thirteen and four was was what I forecasted at the beginning of the season, and I'm ripped getting, for it. I got ripped for it. Yes, I got absolutely crucified by Buccaneer fans. In fairness to Buccaneer fans, they lost three games to non-playoff they teams. Won. I did not yeah. see that coming with Brady yeah. at the as they, quarterback and games they think should have won. Was his fault, but yeah, that that's yeah. surprising to me to look back and and know that they and haven't said it today. He said we should have been the one seed. We lost that's games right. we shouldn't have lost. I mean, I completely agree with them. Now that they're not 100% with no AB and no Godwin moving forward, the playing field is definitely more level because those players are so yeah. important for the Bucs, and, and we'll see what happens with Levante. Right. But, yeah, I am, I'm very, very intrigued to see 
what everybody looks like in the playoffs because I am yeah. week to week. I am lost as to what to expect in the NFC. <laughs> I know. The, yeah, the NFC is just as crazy as the as the AFC. I think the NFC is a better conference start it's, to bottom. Right. Right. It's, but yeah. it's just as wacky uh, as as the AFC. When you have a team like Miami, right, to start off, what, one and seven, and then yeah. basically flip that down the stretch, it's in, in sweeping the Patriots, which is just uh, crazy. It's, it's weird to what think that Brian there? Flores is four and two against yeah. Bill Belichick over the last three years. Yeah. Sports Media Police, we thank you for the Super Chat. And we've got a lot of Super Chats, guys. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. This is fun. Uh, is this the first time Sean McVay lost a game after leading at halftime? Yes, it is. So tired of hearing that stat. I am tired of hearing it, too. I mean, hats off to him and the Rams for doing it. have to give him credit. But, yes, officially, Sean McVay is 0-1 when leading yeah. at the half in 2022. Right. And uh, Scott, if you see me looking over here, I don't know if people are NBA fans or not, but Clay Thompson is coming back for the first time in 941 days for the Golden State Warriors. And I'm a Suns fan, but I love, still respect the Warriors and yeah. just have come back from a torn ACL and a torn I remember what happened. I remember watching that. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff. So I'm like peeking yeah. out of the corner of my eye if people see me looking over. John, also keep an eye out to see if, if there is playoff. Uh, game day and times right. for us as well that's right should be announced probably within the hour here uh andre yeah. with a, a super chat here thank you uh very much i think that's um rubles is it rubles i don't know uh the no it's it's actually a different country so i apologize the promise week seven every win super chat that's correct brady's records Number two seed, evans records gabbert scott smile <laughs> what a sunday thank you very much for that we appreciate that andre yeah, I think that, you know, for the Bucks in general, moving forward, Scott, right now, defensively, you know, as we talk about things that we're concerned with, and I'll move to the other side. I kind of feel the other way about the offense coming out of this game. Yeah. But, man, I am I am definitely concerned, and we'll see if having Shaq back and some of those guys back changes things. But, man, I'm just concerned that if the run defense cannot be dominant yeah. the way that it's been, then all of a sudden you open up yourself to RPOs and the things like the Panthers are doing today. Yeah. And more creative offenses, which Philly is one. Right. But also Dallas, the Rams, the 49ers, like mm -hmm. very creative offenses. In fact, every playoff team in the NFC is is run by an offensive-minded head coach. Like or like they, they all have an offensive-minded head coach in the AFC in the NFC. So and they're all good, obviously, because they're in the playoffs. So right. it's just gonna be a huge test for the Bucs deep or for the Bucks defense, I think. And they've played horrible, horrible slates all season long. You know what I mean? Like they've played oh, yeah. just Terrible offenses, terrible quarterbacks for the most part. You know, it's so I just don't know what the jump in competition is going to mean for them. Last year, obviously, they right. stepped up. I give them all the credit in the world. Maybe Bulls is that get on a different level in the playoffs type of dude. And maybe that's a consistent thing for him. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting to see too, right? Because this playoff game here is, uh, you know, is not so different from last year because obviously the Bucs played the Saints twice. And the Saints are not going to play the Buccaneers this year in the playoffs. So that's a good thing, I think, right. for Tampa Bay. So the Saints are eliminated. But the thing is, when you look at at this particular game here, right, this is the second go-around for Bowles versus the Eagles mm -hmm. offense. And we'll see. It worked like a charm for the Buccaneers when they played the Chiefs the second go-around. So we'll see if Bowles has some more creative packages there. And and maybe with Levante David's return, hopefully, cross your fingers, Bucks fans, and Shaq Barrett's return, if he gets off the COVID list and that knee's healthy, and we'll see. This will be a big week. you got to stay tuned to pewterreport.com this week, folks, for injury news. got to stay tuned to yeah. our, our Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter pages as well for the latest breaking news. Uh, we appreciate Ben Blevins with the 20 hour super chat very much. Uh, when it comes to, to Brady's odds, John, I want to get your opinion on this and we'll, we'll stick with the defense, but this is a great super chat question because with all the playoff seedings and stuff now, it's, it kind of comes down to the MVP Rogers or Brady. I think the thing is, is you, you look at all 18 weeks, right? This was a game where the Buccaneers improved their seeding. The Packers didn't have to do anything, right? Aaron Rodgers played a little bit, threw a touchdown pass or two, sat down. Brady finished with over 5,000 yards. I think that's that's an important milestone for himself yeah. and for the national media, right, <clears throat> to look at this and say, wait, Brady finished with the third highest passing yards in a single season. And he's a pro bowler, and he led the league in passing, and he led the league in um, in touchdown passes and he's 44 and the bucks are essentially tied right same record as the packers same yeah. record now as the packers they're it feels like four. it shouldn't be this hard right <laughs> it should be Brady. i i am just i'm, I'm whole, i think it's hilarious to see people saying things like you know oh the the bucks you know they or tom brady you know he well somebody said he was a justifiable mvp they called him a justifiable <laughs> mvp like, what is the standard here? How absurd has this gotten that you're right. calling a justifiable MVP? It's just like the bar for Brady is so impossibly high that yeah, that's a huge part of all this, obviously. But, man, exactly, I don't understand it. To me, he's definitely an MVP. Yeah. Now, uh, I totally agree. Uh, Logan Merrick, we appreciate these Super Chats coming in. Thank you and keep them coming. Do we think Britt would be a better option than Minter at this point? John would know that better than I. I mean, I think, I think Britt's a little undersized. Is she not, John? Brit. Oh, KJ <laughs> Britt. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Britt Ledyard, right? It's funny. People actually, I said, mentioned Britt's the, the linebacker on the show and people yeah. like your wife made the tackle. Right. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, because I just think Britt is, Britt is young and a subpar athlete. Mentor is yeah. old and experienced in a subpar athlete. So yeah. Mentor's not always been a horrible athlete. He just, right. you know, I think he's just, just he's step. 30 and it's it, 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 slow down. Yeah, it's not going to matter. If the Bucs can't get them off the field on passing downs and keep them out of bad situations on passing downs, then it's going to be ugly for them defensively. Uh, Josh, we appreciate the $5 Super Chat here. John and Scott, thoughts on how the Bucs utilize their weapons without CG and AB. Perryman on the screens. Gronk is a volume guy. Tyler with the short stuff. You know, Tyler Johnson had one of the most miserable wide receiver stat lines. <laughs> for a guy who actually caught the ball today, this stat line was just absolutely hilarious for Tyler Johnson. He had five catches for 22 yards on seven targets. He averaged 4.4 yards per catch. Yeah. I thought he had more potential as a yak guy. He is yeah, just kind no. of coming up a dud <laughs> this year, Scott. Like there's yeah. nothing really he's done well this season, which is frustrating because last year I thought he just showed more promise. And I, I'm concerned. I was as impressed. Brashad Perryman made a great catch on the sideline. One of the right. best catches of the year for the bucks. And then made a great play after the catch on the play that he ended up getting hurt just for, a second there, but a great play to get away from a couple people with the ball in his hands. I've never yeah. seen him do that, to be honest with you. So, man, I'm if he's going to have to be that guy, like just straight up, let's just be honest about it. Right. Cyril Grayson, if he's 100% healthy again, like maybe gives you some, but Perryman is like an, an elite athlete and Tyler Johnson is not. Right. And there's no way Johnson's better at him than anything else. So, like, Perryman's going to have to be the guy, man. Like, that, just that simple. Like, he just, he's the only dude with that kind of talent. He's got to step up. I agree. Matt, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, Rashad Perriman, even with his first stint when he was on the Bucks, he never had issues getting open or, or making plays. He just had to catch the ball. Like, right. that, that was That's his true. overall issue. 
So when he made that sideline reception, I was like, wait a second. This isn't Rashad Perryman. Rashad right. Perryman drops those those type of, types of plays. And um, the, the play you just mentioned, John, when he caught the ball, broke some tackle, made some moves to avoid getting tackled and got the first down. And he got hurt after the play. Yeah. I was almost more impressed with that play than I was with the uh, with the catch uh, to the side out of bounds. Outside of that, like, again, it was clearly Mike Evans and, and Rob Gronkowski, and they both were mm-hmm. phenomenal. I'm yeah. curious to see, like, how well they can do moving forward. Because, I mean, there were times it looked like Gronk was so open that he went to the defenders before the game was like, listen, I got a million-dollar incentive. Let me throw <laughs> you, like, 20 Gs. Just, you know, let me be wide open. Because he was, like, wide open, you know, like, he down was. the field. It wasn't even close. Mike Evans, he earned every single yard and every single mm. touchdown. Like it was not as easy for Mike Evans, but he was just uh, as far as getting corners. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he was, he was tossing, uh, clubbing guys and just he injured his his funny bone, his elbow. He was giving people the people's elbow, uh, you know, know, to, to get open. But uh, I mean, yeah, he was, was the press coverage he faced today. I'm not saying they were the best corners, but those guys were just trying to like go at him. And yeah. he, I mean, that last touchdown was hilarious. He just yeah. like bullied right through that dude and that's how he's gonna have to be he's gonna have to play like an alpha all the time in the playoffs and and evans can obviously do that there's no question but i thought he was phenomenal today the competition will get tougher for sure some people have asked about darius slay i don't know how often he's followed guys the eagles play so much zone coverage or have at least for most of the season that i'm not sure you know we'll have to see how often they fall guys see what they've changed since the last time they played the bucks and kind of look into that a little more closely this week and we'll have all that stuff on the Peter podcast that are coming up this week, but that's going to be huge for the Bucs. I mean, he's got to be able to win vertically and 50, 50 balls. He's got to win. And like you said, Matt, he's got to make plays after the catch. Like today he did everything that the team needed him to be, to yep. do. And yeah. that's what he has to do moving forward. He has to do more stuff in his skill set than he's been doing this season. So it's a big deal for Mike Evans. This is going to be in a lot of ways. If they go on a run, he's going to have to be a big part of it. I would guess. And it'll be career defining type of, run potential for him right now he needs to have that kind of a stretch in the playoffs yeah i I agree with you and the thing about evans today is i know that everyone was was focused on the thousand yards which he did get i think he finished with 1035 yards on the season getting six catches for 89 yards today and really really that 37 yard catch and run right before halftime ignited the buccaneers offense like that was a huge play that and then the perriman catch down there but that was just a, a monumental play for this Bucks offense. Mike stepped up, and then those two touchdowns were huge in the second half of the game. And and I tell you, 14 touchdowns, right? He beat his own record yep. with 14 touchdowns in a single season. So Mike Evans has now a 14-touchdown season, a 13-touchdown season, and a pair of 12-touchdown seasons. So out of the eight years he's played in Tampa Bay, four of those seasons – are double-digit touchdown seasons. And he set the record as a rookie with 12, and then he's ended up topping that with 14 now, eight years later, seven years later. Yeah, I mean, look, the the bottom line with Mike Evans is this, like, product, dude's production is incredible. Like, I think there's only – I looked it up last week and wrote about it. Now I can't remember, but I think only four receivers have ever had more 12-plus touchdown seasons than Mike Evans. Like, that area of the field – you know that's he's it. cash money, like you know <laughs> it inside yeah. the twenty. Yeah, but it's everything else. Like that's where you're gonna find out like what this team's about and what Evans is about, especially like he's never been on this stage where he has to be the guy in the playoffs. Like that's never right. happened with him before, and now he's gonna do it against the best of the best in the NFC. 
And so it's it's like career defining type stuff for him. I mean, even last year in the Super Bowl, he drew all of those pass interference penalties. But who's gonna remember that outside of us? You know what right. I mean? And yeah. some Bucks fans, <laughs> I'm sure. But like league wide, people won't remember that. They'll remember if he goes for 125, you know, but they won't remember that he drew 125 yards and penalties. Right. Um, so like in terms of him, like people are gonna think back over his career and he wants to be as more than just like a great regular season wide out. Those are going to be key games. Now, obviously, he played well in other games for them. There's no question about that. But that's going to be the key for like if he wants that kind of a legacy, this is the stretch run to do it. Gronk already has that legacy, but I'd argue he's almost even more important to the Bucs, which is why him dominating today was so big. He's going to have more opportunities because Gronk plays in line a lot. So he's not going to have a corner on him. So he has matchups that you know what I mean? They're, like every team's got their top corner. Most teams that you play are Have not like the Saints. Shadow or something. Yeah, like, that. like most yeah. teams that you play are not like the Saints, where they're going to be able to double a tight end or or play single coverage and on a tight end with a guy like Malcolm Jenkins. Most teams the Bucks face, even in the playoffs, are not going to have a tight end eraser type of player. That's yeah. just pretty rare. And so Gronk is just going to have matchups that he should win in most of their games this season, and it's going to be a lot harder, like double him or put your best coverage guy on him and things like that. Plus, you remember last time they played the Eagles. Gronk didn't play, and and they used O.J. Howard and Cam Brady a good bit. And so O.J. Howard had his best game of the season against yeah, the Philadelphia. Sure. Right. right. Yeah, so Gronk, sure Gronk and Lenny both are, have a lot of potential to do big things in this game for sure. Josh, we appreciate the super chat. As always, Thanks, Josh. Josh always in here giving us a super chat love. We appreciate it. 900 people in the chat, more now, but only six likes. Come on, people, smash that thumbs up. I agree, everybody. If you could smash the thumbs up for us on the YouTube, we'd really appreciate it. Give us a like. Uh, that really helps us out. It boosts our YouTube SEO, and it's like no effort for you basically to do it. So we appreciate the thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, let people know, man. Subscribe to the Pewter Report podcast. Hit that button. Smash it. We're gonna, we're doing all kinds of stuff now covering the Bucks going up to the playoffs. But when the, even when the season's over, we're going to be doing draft content and draft oh, breakdowns yeah. on players. Just getting started. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't end here. We're, no. you know, we're keeping it moving. We go year-round with the quality content on yeah. YouTube. So Hey, and the other thing, too, is the, 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 listen, the Buccaneers, this is January. The Buccaneers are, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs, obviously, and, and, and week one, and we'll see where they go from there. We're also going to be at the Senior Bowl, guys. So, we're you know, we're already – we, we got two eyes, one eye on the Buccaneers from the playoffs and then, you know, one eye on this offseason, which will be here sooner than you think. And and hopefully the Buccaneers get to hoist another Lombardi, right, for back-to-back champs. I mean, the Lightning did it last year, so why not the Buccaneers? And and they're in the dance as the number two seed if you're just joining us with a 13-4 and four record. But nobody handles the Buccaneers offseason better than Pewter Report with free agency news, draft news. So make sure if you're not, as John said, we're going to have a ton of draft and free agency content here on our YouTube channel, not just pewterreport.com. So make sure you're subscribing to Pewter Report TV on YouTube. And then whether you're watching our live videos, our live podcast, or the podcast version uh, later, make sure you hit the like button. We appreciate it. Right. Yep. Absolutely. No question about it. And, you know, the biggest thing here coming out of this game is just how good Tom Brady looked, right? Like yeah. I mean, he just looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, rough start to the game for everybody. They just weren't getting anybody open. You could see it a couple times. He held the ball because of that. And then as soon as they started figuring things out with the play calling yeah. and give them credit, they were super aggressive in this game. They said, we know we're down to our backup couple of running backs. They're depleted in the secondary. We're not screwing around. We're going out being aggressive, throwing a bunch of first downs, got good looks. And they just needed to start executing a little bit after the beginning of the game. They missed Gronk down the seat. Gronk kind of they bet they were expecting the route to bend differently, mm-hmm. and then yeah. came back later in the game. We were like that middle of the field's gonna be open. We're gonna just throw in there all day, and and they did. And Panthers weren't carrying it with a linebacker, and so Gronk was just open, and 
feasting in the middle of the field. And, um, and like Matt said, nobody was even around him for a couple of those catches. But how consistently does he like take the first shot, and just keep picking up yards after catch? Oh. It's unbelievable how consistent yes. he is. At that. It He's takes a, a minimum, a minimum of two people to take him down. But realistically, yeah, you need three. It is crazy. He's like a pinball. He just bounces yeah. or a bumper car. He just right. bounces off of defenders as he heads down the field. It's so funny. Yeah. He's not even like an elusive. It's not even like elusiveness. It's just no. straight up just power. Like. And balance, yeah. like no, if you're, he's if like you're a tank, an, he's literally yeah. like a tank, just like plowing over people. Yeah, really if you is. if you guys have seen X Men Three, he's like the Juggernaut. You know, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! You know, he just like Sorry. starts bashing through people. You know, but, that is uh, honestly what he's like. Like, it's I know, just so, he and he's like the nicest dude, and it's just yes. so funny. His whole game, it's, is, yeah, it's funny to him. He's probably laughing yeah. as he's like running over the you know safety trying to tackle him, right? right. Yeah. I remember right. in training camp, he would make like little action moves. He'd be like, pew, 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 like as he's yeah. as he's like juking a defender and stuff like that. Like he plays that in his head. I imagine he does it on game day too. I'm sure. I, I, I want to get to this question from Elliot here in a second, but yes. first, I want to let people know if you're looking for some more insight. Not just it's not just on the box, but like just in general, you can go over to Spotify Green Room right now and you can download the app on the uh, download it on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. You can talk music, sports, culture, live, but especially as the playoffs start, Spotify Green Room is the place to be. Great app to be able to get go in there, join these watch parties, talk sports, whether it's football or another sport or music or culture, whatever it is. There's lots of chat rooms for you, and you can grab the mic, you can voice your opinion. So it's great stuff, and we appreciate you uh, checking that out, downloading that on the App Store, getting it on Google Play yeah. as well. Because uh, Spotify Green is great. Matt, stuff. was was that a Celsius I saw in your hand? Was that a Celsius yes, hand? I'm working slowly on the jackfruit that I have. Okay, but, uh, well, it's cold. My it's still cold. I put it back Got in the it. fridge. John sure. and I are vibing, right? He's he's got the peach vibe. I got the tropical vibe today. You know, I got the got, jack. Fruit. I had to take a shot of yeah. peach vibe on the show on the Peter game day live in game show. Every time that I messed up, who was was Brashad Perryman or Tyler Johnson? I knew they're, <laughs> they're like the exact same 16 body weight. and eighteen. Yeah, I, can, like, I understand. Their numbers that. are like yeah. super similar. Exactly. You know, they're both catching those bubbles in the flat, and I'm just like, I don't know who this is. Speaking of bubbles and similar, holy smokes, the sparkling flavors that you're going to find at Celsius uh, are so similar. And the reason why they're similar is because they're all great. I mean, I've not had a Celsius that I don't like. I love some, True. and I like others. Whether it's wild berry, strawberry guava, the Fuji apple pear, which is in my top five. Matt, you're right. You're rocking the the heat uh, jackfruit. Uh, my wife Ashley loves the blueberry pomegranate heat version. I like the heat uh, creamsicle, and I also love the heat orange. That's my absolute favorite. They also got great. Gosh, guys, they have cola. They got a cola flavor that tastes just like your favorite colas. So make sure that you're drinking Celsius if you've not tried a Celsius yet. Ring in the new year, folks. Get one in your hands, open it up, drink it, and try a bunch of different flavors. You can find out where to get Celsius by going to pewterreport.com, clicking on those Celsius banners, or visit their website, celsius.com, and click on the store locator, and you can find out where to buy them. And then uh, once you've tried some, buy them in bulk on Amazon, right? And you'll save some money. You do the subscribe and save. They come to your, your house every week or two weeks or four weeks. You set the, the determination about when you want those. They show up right to your door. Celsius, it, what makes them great, guys, is they have essential energy uh, without sugar, so there's no sugar crash and just great flavors. Yep, absolutely. Great stuff with Celsius for sure. This was kind of a perfect day for the Bucks, and I want to get to that Mike Evans question, but this was kind of a perfect day for the Bucks leading into that question because they got the two seed. They ended up coming back and playing well and getting a blowout win even though it was ugly to start. 
They got the two seed. The Rams kind of faltered a little bit. The Cardinals faltered against the six and 11, six or seven and 10 team yeah. or something like that in Seattle. The Packers starters were down to the Lions at halftime. I, don't, I have to look into that to see if that's like 100% accurate, but I'm pretty sure that's what mm-hmm. I saw. And, uh, you know, so everything, the Saints got bounced out of the playoffs. And yes. then they also got all the personal uh, personal records that they wanted. Brady, first all-time in team passing yards, uh, first all-time in teams touchdowns, broke his record from last season. Evans broke his touchdown record, which we weren't even talking about that much going into That's this right. game. Got to 14, and so he ends up being first uh, all-time, breaking his own record. Which, and you know, Gro- Rob Gronkowski. Gronk right? got the most, yeah, yeah. 32 100-yard games. like the seven records broken? Tight end. Yeah. Because didn't Brady Gronk have like a incentive. completions record? Brady had Brady? like some type of completions record at the end. So it was the completions, oh, it was the touchdowns, receiving yards. Wow. Then Mike Evans broke his well, extended one and then broke the other with the touchdowns. Right. Gronk had that and then 13 yep. wins for the Bucs. So that's that's seven yep. records broken by the Bucs. And Gronk <laughs> got a million dollars. It's like, God pulls up Blaine Gabbard. <laughs> and, and Blaine Gabbard is undefeated when making yes, appearances undefeated. this year for the Buccaneers. <laughs> Just saying. That's so funny. I don't think that's like a record that counts, but I mean, it, you know, it's cool if you're like a Blaine fan. Like, yeah. And yeah. what they score, like 13 points when he was on the field. He, you know, generated that, that he, big he engineered touchdown scoring drive. Points. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Engineered yeah. with the yeah. Scotty Miller touchdown, which was not possible if it wasn't a good handoff by, uh, on that's, the end around by Blaine Gabbert, you know, no doubt Bowl about security it. is job security. That's right. Okay, so this is a good question here. What point is Mike Evans considered the best buck of all time? Boy, see, that's tough for me because best uh, offensive buck is already done. Yeah, there's no doubt. Without question, yeah, no doubt. best offensive yeah. player. It's, it's right. Mike Evans and then Mike Allstott, right? I mean, that that's the one-two punch right there. That's easy. I'll fight back, but when when you are when you're talking about Mike Evans up against the likes of Warren Sapp, a Derek Brooks, though, that's tough. That's Very. that's tough. I mean, Rondi Barber too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Rondi is, is in the mix there as well. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it all shakes out. The thing I like about Mike is, as as most bigger wide receivers, they can extend their careers longer because even if they lose a step, they still have the size. At some point in time, Mike could be a possession type receiver, like Vincent Jackson was at the end of his career. Right, Vincent Jackson was a dynamic playmaker out in San Diego. He had a great uh, first season in Tampa Bay. Then you saw as he got closer to 30 and then hit 30 and started to slow down, right? The injury started to take a toll. Mike has a chance to play for maybe six, seven more years, right? He's 28 right now. There's a chance he could play 34, 35 or so, maybe even longer if he stays healthy because he's got the big body and, and great hands. So we'll see how it all shakes out. It's too early right now to say I, I can't put Mike – ahead of the likes of, of Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, and Rondé Barber right now. But he's in the top five. How about yeah, this? I mean, does he make the does he make the Mount Rushmore of all-time Bucks players? So that's top four, Mount Rushmore. I think that's a fair yeah, – yeah. it's a tough argument because obviously you got Sapp and Brooks as the top two, but does he round out I mean, Brady, three or does four? He beat out, does he beat out Lynch or Brady? I see that's the thing too, right? I mean, Well, Tom yeah, Brady's the whole Brady thing because it's this? only a second season, <laughs> yeah. but obviously what he means to this, if we're talking this team about, and organization. Yeah, if we're talking career bucks. I think that's a fair distinction. If we're talking career yeah. bucks. Right. Evans is probably up there with, yeah, I don't know. Uh, John asks, any chance we get some Eagles representation? Solak guest on the live stream next week. I also enjoy John's Yinzer accent appearances on the streams. <laughs> That's really funny. I've never been told that I have a Yinzer accent before. I wonder, what, does, did that, does anybody else notice that? No. I didn't grow up like in Pittsburgh, and I've never said <laughs> that. 
I've never said yins outside of saying it right now in my life. So um, about Kist and Solak, I'll talk to them. You know, Kist is like behind the scenes now, executive role, um, dude. But I'll definitely talk to them. We are kind of like crammed on pods, but it'd be nice to get them in for a few minutes Wednesday if they're around, yeah. Scott, to join us on sure. the preview Absolutely. maybe. But we have Thursday night on the pod, Mark and Mark Schofield and Paul Atwell and myself um, are breaking down kind of what that uh, Bucks offense is going to look like moving forward and how it should look moving forward without Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and yeah. just what all they all have, the errors they have in their quiver are. I have a feeling, and this is just my speculation. I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything definitive. I've not talked to anybody in the organization. I would, I would not be shocked. I would not be surprised if we do see red end zones for the playoffs and also those, those bucks uh, battle flags too, for all the fans in attendance. That would be a cool, that's, that's a cool yeah, that'd be uh, visual effect. For the for the Bucks home games, well, they need to go all out, man. They need yeah. that home field advantage. Like that'd be great. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, Philly's going to be young, and they haven't been here. A lot of them haven't been here. Some of them have been. They have some veterans on their lines, both O line and D line, and they're good up front. So yep. you know, they're going to feel like the Bucks took it to them up front last time. And yep. Tony says my Celsius is called Philly fans <laughs> tears. It's delicious. Gronk, we'll see if it happens. Celsius. I appreciate that, Dan. Yeah, we'll see if it happens. Trying to see if there's any updates about when the Bucks play just yet. I haven't seen anything, and so trying to see if that news is going out at any point. Um, yeah, uh, Christopher, you know, obviously, we, we haven't gone back and, and watched the game film yet, it just ended. But if you are doing some stat uh, scouting, Devin three White, tackles. three tackles, one tonight. better than last week. Yeah, I mean, one, he is one really, for every one for every sack that he missed. He's so, really yeah. in a funk right now. Four tackles at Carolina, two last week against the Jets, and then three today. And uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Minter had seven. He's just out of control. He's just yeah. not under control as a football player. And I was saying this on the live stream. He's never. It's always been a struggle for him. But it is just so hard in the NFL to be good if you don't play under control and like right. you don't play like within yourself. You know what I mean? Like you cannot yeah. just run around and do be a chaos guy like in, you did in college. You'll hurt right. your teammates, which he's you know ran into. He's taken out multiple teammates this season. You miss tackles. You miss plays that you should make. Right. He just doesn't. He just has no like ability to control himself, and that's it. Yeah. Makes it very very challenging to, for anything consistent to happen with him. He might run into a player in there. That snap to snap, it's just so hard if you don't have body control. It's such an unusual issue. Most players, that's not right. their primary issue in the league. For him, it's just it's constantly his issue. He doesn't know when yeah. to change, when to throttle down, and when to change speeds. And I mean, he had another move point, sideways, and, point blank blitz. He he missed today, and you know mm-hmm. we're, we're not talking about. I mean, Sam Darnold is elusive. I mean, he's got some wheels, but it, yeah. it's not. It's, I mean, he did the same thing in Mac Jones back in week three, right? Against the uh, or week four against the Patriots. So he's missed several sacks. His game is just off this year. He should not be a, a first alternate Pro Bowler. I mean, last year, on yeah, if you said that, sure, okay. But this year, the splash plays haven't been there. The consistency has not been there. He, he cannot get off blocks. He's it looks like he's swimming out there, which is crazy. I mean, what I mean by that is swimming mentally. Mm-hmm. He's just not processing things fast. And he looks more like a rookie this year than he did as a rookie, and and that's that's troubling. And it, let's let's hope he gets it figured out. Yeah, and we'd love to, to tell a different do. story about about. Uh, I mean, he was about so him. big for them in the playoffs last year. Packers game was whatever, but the Saints and the Chiefs games, he was just yeah. great in those games. And you know, he never he didn't blitz in the Chiefs game, so it wasn't like that was what he was relying on. You know, right. it's just his playing coverage and his ability to move in space. But it's like yeah. that 
just can't sustain like and that's what gets frustrating right. with him because the potential is there for him to be so good yeah but it just is not consistent at all and they need to be consistent so he's a big player that i think absolutely needs to step up for them and i'll right. be writing this week in my bucks briefing i'll be writing about the seven players or things that need that are biggest question marks and biggest concerns that for the bucks going into the playoffs because right. there definitely are some things today was good eventually mm -hmm. they got the result that they wanted obviously encouraged the fact that brady seems to be playing really good ball going into the playoffs and you know, Evans and Gronk, I thought, had to be monsters going into the playoffs, and they they were. <laughs> I mean, Gronk is coming off two of his best games of the year. He looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's, he's had three one hundred yard games NFL. this year. You know, Matt, we got another super chat here from Trustin. Appreciate all the super chats, guys. Keep them coming. This is fun. Yes. What a win! Second seed, baby. Do you think, as of now, Matt, does Tom Brady deserve to be in the Ring of Honor? I think yes, and he broke our, our win record today. What do you think? I think unequivocally. 1,000% yes. One, he comes yes. here, he breaks, what, two, three franchise records like right off the bat. Right. Uh, surpassed Drew Brees, who Bucks fans obviously all hate. This is an NFL record, but still right. surpassing Drew Brees for the all-time uh, passing yards record. Um, obviously, that, that's a big thing, and he did it in a Bucks uniform. Won a Super Bowl, the, the franchise's second Super Bowl in right. history. Wins it in Tampa, if that's not historic enough. And I yeah. also think there's something to be said, too, that Tom Brady, uh, you know, he transcends just being like a Hall of Fame quarterback. All right. Tom yeah. Brady's up there with Michael Jordan as like the greats he's an of icon. the greats. He's yes, an icon. he's yeah. an icon. And for some reason, I don't know why I always come back to this, but like in basketball, the Miami Heat, before LeBron got there, for whatever reason, they have Michael Jordan's jersey number of 23 retired in Miami. And Michael Jordan <laughs> never played for Miami. You know, like it doesn't make any sense just out of respect. Right. For Michael Jordan, the greatest yeah. to ever play in basketball. Tom Brady, I'm not saying that the Dolphins are like another team. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the L.A. Rams are going to retire Tom yeah. Brady's number and no one else around the league can wear it. But right. he does have that transcendent feeling that Michael Jordan does. So yeah. two listen, years he, with the Bucs, exactly multiple right. records, and the Super Bowl. The Blazers are absolutely going to let this guy be in the, in the ring of honor because it's, it's their decision. It's their ring of honor. It's their stadium, right? So they're going to put him in. They're going to retire number 12. And, he can get in as a GM for the recruiting. The yeah. Guys. Everybody yeah. in the ring, do they retire all their numbers? Is that how it works? Um, No. That's not the case, but I think they're going to retire as well. Right? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. We'll yep. see. I mean, how this season finishes obviously would be yep. just how, how in general is Bucks tenure? How long does it last? All those things will matter right. um, for sure. But um, now I, the, the, I don't know this firsthand. Oh. I'm just putting this up here, but I do know Eric Erlinson, who's a great reporter, uh, covers the lightning, but also does some, some bucket here stuff. Uh, if this is true, if this is true, Eric Erlinson says he hears the CBS crew is staying in Tampa, indicating a Sunday playoff game, which that would be interesting. So, um, and the cool. thing is, we, we might not get the full schedule until after the Raiders Chargers game tonight. That that could be the case. We probably won't. Yeah, just knowing we might get some rumors, some whispers coming out similar to yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I think it's not uh, the Monday night game. I would not yeah. want any part of the Monday night game. Is it for sure not the Monday night game? Do we know? No, I don't know. I'm I don't, just I don't saying, know I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to yeah. say. I don't think it will be the Monday night game, but I absolutely do not want it to be. Monday I don't either. <laughs> I want it to be Saturday, the yeah. first game. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't I mean, want it. Yeah. Sign me up for that. Saturday. Get it done with. We can enjoy Sunday watching yeah. play yeah. football. Last time it was Saturday night for the Bucks in the first round. And that's probably, I bet there'll be one of the second, the second, there'll be the primetime night game with Brady. I would think probably. so. Yeah. Yeah. Then Eagles crowd is going to be obviously a pull for them too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I know they'll get the Patriots crew and yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think Saturday night, second game, but maybe it is Sunday. Maybe it'll be the second game Sunday, which yeah. are the games one and four at Sunday. Is that still how it is? Um, on I don't Sunday, think there's a night I, game I, on Sunday. I think it's 1230 and it's like 1230 and 315 or something. The Thanksgiving schedule. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. It's yeah, not, they mix yeah. it up a little bit on Sundays. And I think it's almost always AFC first on Sundays. But anyway, they could change. Yeah, because it, it was like the game. Texans historically. It was like, all right, the let's get this game out of the way on ESPN at like one. It'd <laughs> right. be like the Texans and their yeah. backup quarterback versus. Oh, I guess like, there's three on Sunday yeah. now, so they may there is a that's night true. Game yeah. On Sunday. yeah. So yeah. the Bucks, I think they'll be the night game. One of those one of those two night games. Gosh, and knowing the NFL and their greed, I'm surprised there isn't like a Thursday night playoff game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just to screw some teams that like, oh, you played on Sunday, but we we want to fit one more game into prime time. So we're doing Thursday I mean, night playoffs. Whoever has to play on Monday has to play like on a short week for the playoffs. Yeah. It's just absurd. I mean, you would think like, they would, they would so whoever stupid. plays on Monday, they would play on Sunday, regardless. And they make you play on Saturday. Like that would right. be Ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's patently unfair. There's no doubt yeah, about it. It's absurd. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Hey, uh, friends, if you're looking for something to do this week, though, where's the place to be? Everybody knows on this P Report staff, and especially our Matt Matera knows that it's our friends at Pin Chasers, right? Bowling, food, and fun. Pinchasers.net tells you everything you need to know. But Matt, the rumor on the street is they got an all-you-can-eat pizza night, and you can have breakfast anytime you want at Pin Chasers. Yeah, I mean, breakfast at any time is an absolute game changer. And the grill there is extremely underrated. They have nothing but great food. And, um, yeah, all you can eat pizza on Tuesday nights and all you can bowl on Thursday nights and $1 Miller Lite. So they literally have a deal essentially every single night that you go there at Pin Chasers and multiple locations, too. You see it on the screen right here, East Pasco, Zephyr Hills, Midtown, and Veterans. Like, you can go all over the place and find Pin Chasers and the best part, too, is the owner of Pin Chasers is a huge Bucks fan. So if you go to Pin Chasers, you are supporting, yeah, Anthony Peroni, you are supporting fellow uh, diehard huge Bucks fans. He's got season tickets. I'm sure he'll be at the uh, the playoff game next week. Yeah. So make sure you go to pinchasers.net to reserve a lane or uh, to reserve a uh, party for a friend or a loved one. And the Always thing is, a great Matt, time to get the pin chasers. Yeah, my son Logan was there last night doing midnight bowling. They're open until yeah. 1.30. You know, I, I looked at my I find my iPhone. I'm like, son, what are you doing? Where are you yeah. at 1.30, <laughs> you know, on a Saturday night? And he's like, I'm down here at pin chasers bowling. I'm like, okay. He's like, I already won two games. I'm like, even better. Good. There you go. No doubt about it. Guys, so. what do you what do you say about some some game balls? Before we get to that, uh, tomorrow is is a victory Monday again. It's it's been a thing right all year. Victory Monday tomorrow four o'clock podcast. Don't miss it. Around four twenty, we're going to be doing what we do every week, which is roll call, which is where we want everybody that's in the podcast right now to join us tomorrow at four twenty. Be there at four o'clock when it starts, but at four twenty, we're going to do roll call. John's going to be uh, talking eloquently about Buccaneers fun facts and information to educate you. And I'm going to be posting exactly where you guys are, are, are signing in from, where you're watching. How many how many countries around the world can we get? How many cities in Florida can we get? How many states across the country, right? We'll do that for about a, about two minutes or so. So be here tomorrow, 4 o'clock, for our Peter Report podcast. Yeah, And now, guys. Time. And we'll have the matchup to talk about more in depth at that point, too. Yes. Oh, before we get to Manscaped, i got to get to this great comment here. All right, let's do Sean, it. just bring up a great point, a point no one makes. Steph Curry is considered the best of, because of his percentage with volume. This is a great point. Tom is like that same completion percentage with a high volume. Why is that not more celebrated, especially going great to point. an offense 
where not only that, but his average depth of target has increased too in Bruce Arians' yes. offense because it's a different <laughs> offense. So to be able to do that and still maintain a completion percentage the way that he does, I mean, if you look at Bruce Arians' quarterbacks, that has not been the trend. Typically, the right. completion percentage is a little bit lower. The sacks and the interceptions are higher. Brady has basically gone into Arians' system, perfected what the quarterback can look like in yes. that system. Like That's really what's happened for two years now including last year when everybody said he didn't know what was going on. I call BS, but um, he basically went into the offense and they said, okay, this is what this position – I see what guys have done. I see what Carson Palmer did. I see what Ben Roethlisberger did, and they were pretty good a couple of years. They had a year or two that were pretty good in this system, but this is what it's supposed to look like when, yeah. when the best does it, and that's what he's done. And that's why even when you compare just the raw stats outside of just the, watching the tape – you can see that he's been able to go into an offense like that and just perfect things. And Leftwich deserves some credit for things he's tweaked to to make it right. a little bit more of an efficient offense than mm -hmm. the past that struggled with efficiency. Yeah, and also, too, Blaine Gabbert gets the assist, right? Because Blaine knew this offense and then taught Tom everything he knows sure. last you, year. Yeah, if you want to so. – yeah, if you'd like to give him that, that's fine. Is he going to get your game <laughs> ball, too? <laughs> no, he's not. No, because, he, you know, he, let's see. The, the numbers for Blaine tonight, you know, weren't spectacular. 0 of 2, right? Uh, there was a clear hold on Jalen Darden that they, they missed. Yeah, what so. the heck was that, man? Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Darden got mugged. He can't he buy a call. Well, I'll tell you what. I thought the refs did a, a really interesting job of swallowing the whistle. I'm actually – did the Panthers they, they let him play. for a penalty? I mean, there was Two. like no penalties in this game at all. Yeah, there was a couple. There was, uh, yeah, so Carlton Davis had offsides. one. Yeah, yeah, Carlton they were Davis real, had a, like yeah, obvious stuff. Like right, like yeah, right. Like, like if you jump off sides, really, ones, you yeah. can't really argue that. Yeah, yeah. Speaking one of, penalty on the Panthers, two on the Bucks, both yeah. ten yards. Good. I, like I loved it. I loved it. Let the boys play. Let them play. Love it. Yeah, we need that in playoffs for sure. Because I hate these playoff games that are decided by you won't get it. You won't get it. Yeah. Enjoy these moments while they last, Scott, because exactly. you know the league's going to screw it up. Speaking of enjoyable moments, John, it's time for the podcast. Time for the podcast, Landscape Read. It is. You've got the read, right? I don't. I, do I still don't have it. I, I do. Got the lights. So. Cheers <laughs> to 2022 and the resolutions, resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year. And make the ball drop Save into 2022, the cleanest balls. and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide, including Matt, John, and myself, and also JC, who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code Pewter to save 20% off and free shipping. You're probably wondering, what the hell am I holding? This is the, the Manscaped uh, Weed Whacker 4.0. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, this this is an amazing tool and it's uh, sorry this is actually the lawnmower 4.0 lawnmower actually 4.0, looking yeah. at the weed whacker which is the ear hair no uh, nose trimmer yeah the, and both of these are, are absolute must-haves and both of these are included in the performance package 4.0 you're going to get the signature lawnmower 4.0 this electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin the advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts it also comes equipped with a 4,000 uh, LED spotlight that will Not shine a light delicate. to the promised land in 2022. A grooming routine isn't complete without these bad boys right here. The Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. Now, before you show off your 2022 self, use these unique formulations to take care of the smelliest parts of your body. And get a big boost to your confidence heading into the new year. To complete the Manscaped set, you know what comes, guys. The Shed. This is oh, an awesome yeah. travel bag for all of your Manscaped grooming needs. 
Yep. And uh, and as well as the the Manscaped boxer briefs, uh, which are anti-chafing boxer briefs. Uh, they're phenomenal. Uh, they get to keep your goodies stored comfortably. And uh, this thing right here, if you want to try Manscaped and you're not sure about shaving your balls uh, with, with the Lawnmower 4.0, start with this. It's inexpensive. And the best thing is you stick it up there. It does the job. No snags, no tears or anything like that. It gets the job done for the nose hairs. If you're old enough, I'm not quite that old yet, but in a couple of years, I'm going to have ear hairs. You stick them in there and this will take care of that too. So for all of this uh, package, which is the performance package 4.0, um, we need you to go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code pewter20 for 20% off plus free shipping. That's pewter20 for 20% off and free shipping. And you're going to kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year, the best tools for the job. So whether your resolution is to work out more, travel more, uh, be sure to travel with manscaped.com. Exclusive offer, 20% off free shipping. Use the promo code Pewter20. Cheers to new balls in 2022. And we still have some of these Pewter Report t-shirts to give away. Uh, these are awesome. We've sold a ton of these. Actually, given them away. Uh, part of the Manscaped promotion. So you can get the, the gray PewterReport.com. We also have black. We also have white. All you have to do is when you get that email, Receipt from manscaped.com. You're going to go over and email that to me at srpeterreport.com, srpeterreport.com. And you are going to uh, let me know what size shirt you wear and also what color you want. And, and then I will email that to you. The great thing about that email receipt, it, it has got your address, which I do need. It does not have your financial information, which I don't want. Manscaped.com, promo code pewter20. Got the chat is commenting about how excited you get for this ad read every time. It's because we know Manscaped is such it a works. good product. It's it probably is, been the man. most popular. That I mean, a, a lot of more Celsius people love, obviously, yeah. but people just always let us. The man, I got the man. Like it's just such worth it. Yeah, such a good investment, and it lasts long. So it, it's a, just a good investment. It's a good gift yeah. for somebody. It's just awesome. So make sure you get one, and it's a great deal. I mean, what a deal! It's yeah, you get it for that percentage off plus the shirt. Plus all the other stuff you get with it, it's incredible. It's a great, it's, it's a great package. Yeah, no question. For your package. No pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, speaking of packages, let's talk about uh, who is the game ball winners for us offensively and defensively in this game. And let's let Matt Matera lead things off. All right. So uh, for offense, we're. I, I, I don't know if you're going to like – I was waiting for you to put nope. the camera back on me. Just but um, – <laughs> Offensively, we, we we talked about him a lot, but he deserves it. Um, greatest offensive buck in franchise history. Mike Evans, single-season franchise record, broke his own record, now 14 touchdowns on the season after two touchdowns tonight. 89 receiving yards, got him eight straight years of 1,000 receiving yards. He's just the greatest of all time, and like I said earlier, he really earned all those yards. Scott, you mentioned the, the big spark play. When yep. the Bucs were all the way down by their own end zone. Yarder down the middle, yeah. Yep, 37 yards all the way down to midfield. Um, changed the game for the Bucs because it, things were really bad for a long period of time in that first half. And then once they got the lead, they never really looked back. And, of course, it was sparked by Mike Evans. So going with Mike um, on offense and on defense, this guy keeps stacking up really good games, played really well against the Jets last week, and – Put in uh, another great perform, really good performance today. Uh, we keep talking about Joe Tryon, Joe Inca, but it's Anthony Nelson, man, that keeps yeah. showing up. He keeps showing up. Five getting sacks. sacks, five sacks on the season. He had two yeah. tackles for loss. I believe he had five tackles yeah. in the game around that. 
he's making plays. And again, JTS gets the attention, but it's yeah. Anthony Nelson that's uh that's You're coming right, up with the play. So all the he's got a sack him, in each of the last three games. He's coming yeah, on strong right now. Yeah, it's maybe taking a little bit longer for him to develop since the Bucks drafted him more than you know fans would would want, but what can you say? He's he's producing when the Bucks really need it with Shaq and JPP out. And, you know, he's been the guy. So, yeah. shout out to him. Yep, yep. no doubt he's about it. Great. No question. Uh, okay, Matt, good choices. You want me to go next, Scott? Thanks. Um, yes, because I know who you're going to pick. You do? <laughs> I do, yes. On both sides of the ball? I do, yeah. Okay. No My game ball is presented by Manscaped offensively. Going to go with Rob Gronkowski because – you knew it. Wow. Good. Um, I, I just think he's been, you know, what he's had to do the last couple of games. I think he's been one of the most important players for them to be able to step up the way that he stepped up. And it's just huge, man. I think he's a game changer type of player. I think people just want to say that you've dropped off when you've gotten older, but show me where, like if right. this guy plays the full season, his numbers look absurd. Like that's yeah. just how good he is. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like when he's on, the only thing that maybe he drops a few more balls than he used to. I don't even know if that's true. Looking at his past drop numbers, he just still so freaking good. Like, yeah, everybody's going to bust on the 40, but I don't even, he runs away from people every game. So, like, you tell, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, when it's on the field, he gets he, the yak. He's got the yes. yak, whether it's running over people or being faster than them. It's yeah. obviously the former, but you get in the yak, you get in the yak. It doesn't matter right. how you get it. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. you talked about Mike Evans, six catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns, Matt. Rob Gronkowski, seven catches, 137 mm -hmm. yards today, John, including a game-high 42-yarder. He's killed the Panthers, too. I mean, his numbers for the year are insane. He missed how much he game? He's 55 catches for 802 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. I know he didn't score much down the stretch of the season, but he just had some monster games this season. He had you know, four 90-plus-yard games. This year, he's put, produced consistently across the board. And moving forward, he's going to have to be, I think I've said this a bunch of times, I think he's just going to have to be a really important player for this team. Obviously, he's been a playoff-dominant player before, and so you know, you're yeah. hoping he can step up on that stage too. And Evans has flashed that as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see right. what happens. But both those guys, you know, Evans and Matt mentioned Gronk, they were unbelievable today, which is huge. Oh, man. Defensively, this is tougher. I mean, obviously, Matt's right about Nelson. Hat, you know, hats off to him. I'm going to go with Vita Vea though, because what? oh, you know, he's said Antoine Winfield. That's your I guy. thought. Yeah, well, I went with him last week, and, and Winfield played great again. And I went with him yeah. last week too. But Vita Vea, I mean, from the very beginning of the game, right, he gets run stop, and then he made run stops later in the game as well. Yeah. But pressure pushing the pocket consistently too. Um, Classic Vita Vea stat line. Two tackles. Two tackles. That's great. it. But, <laughs> but but had a huge impact on the game. That's yep, the thing, yep. you know. Created huge pressure with a couple game. bull rushes. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I think he created pressure on the fourth down throw that Carlton Davis broke up, who's yep. Davis was also pretty good in this game when the scheme gave him a chance to be. And, right. um, yeah, I think that Vea was just a – you know, coming off the contract extension, he was energized. He played great. And, you know, right. he's another one. As good as he is in the playoffs, going to be huge for them, especially against a team like Philly. You know, Jason Kelsey is one of the best centers in the league. They're good inside. Their O-line's just good in general. He's got to be the best player out there, he and Shaq. Yeah, totally agree. Um, before I get to my game balls, we see Casey Hudson uh, waiting on deck here as well. Uh, we'll get her, her takes on the game in just a second, plus her game balls. Gizmo Snyder, appreciate the $10 Super Chat. Thanks for the Super Chats. Keep them coming. They're fantastic. We appreciate it. We put it right back into our production costs here at the Pewter Report Podcast. AB getting more hate than he deserves. Read what he said, and he didn't seem too critical of Brady, only slightly critical. 
and illogical in regards to his friendship with Brady. As I said before on the Peter Report pregame show, you can't fix stupid. EB has said so many stupid things uh, on that podcast and since leaving the Buccaneers. And I'll tell you what, it was just desserts, man. It was it was karma that Gronkowski got his million-dollar incentives. He had a pair of $500,000 incentives on catches and yards, and Tom Brady made sure he got both of those today. And if A.B. If AB wouldn't have ripped off the shirt and been a team player in the third quarter, he would have gotten those targets and probably the game-winning touchdown, not Cyril Grayson, and he right. would have had, by this game, all of his incentives too. So stupid move on A.B., who screwed himself for next year and hopefully yeah. screws himself out of another Super Bowl ring because Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans were fed today, got their records, and Gronk got his money. And A.B., he's going to have to get his money in the grievance. And Gronk earned those incentives too. Like other than that last reception that he made when yeah. when Brady clearly like they're only in just to get that play, he earned all the other plays. Like when AB right. got his incentives last year, those were touch passes, like extremely manufactured. Not the case for Gronk. Gronk made the play every single time right. and helped the team win. There was nothing manufactured except for that last one a little bit. But yeah. I think yeah. that's important to point out. So my it game is important to point out. And yeah, yeah. but last thing I'll just say on that is just the fact that it was a it, it, I mean, honestly, it was a legacy-defining opportunity for Antonio Brown. Where I'm, that's not hyperbole. That's right. Like, there's right. question about whether he'll make the Hall of Fame because of his character. It's it's yep. affected other guys, yeah. and at this point, he's done so many things, and I think it's going to be a legitimate question for him. There's no question yeah. on the field. That's he a legitimate point. Look at Brian with the super chat. Yeah, he Brian got himself suspended. Right? Brian's exactly right. Nobody was mad about that until he got kicked off the team. I don't understand <laughs> that. Like, yeah. nobody was mad about the fact that he missed the Saints. Like, he would have been back probably yeah. for that nine nothing loss and would have made all the difference. They wouldn't have lost yeah. that game with him. Exactly. And so, yeah, he screwed himself. He screwed the team. But this was an opportunity for him with Godwin down and then about to make a playoff run. He could. I mean, he was going to get fed. Like, he's already. I yes. already tweeted out this year. <laughs> the highest. 30% of the snaps he was on the pass yeah. plays he was on the field for, he was getting targeted. That's one of the highest marks in the league of anybody. And so he was going to get fed in the playoffs. He was going to have multiple big games. And he yeah. just blew the opportunity. For, could have resurrected his career, could have made bank and free agency, yeah. could have kept his nose clean for another season. And teams would have seen him as, okay, he might be worth the risk and given right. him some more money. Now there's just, it's probably all over for him because he did the same self destructive stuff that he always does. And so, yeah, those are the tendencies for him that you fall back on. All right, Scott, go ahead. Game balls. My game balls. Well, it's pretty easy. It's, it's the quarterback, you know, it's, it's not necessarily uh, Blaine Gabbard, but it's Tom Brady because he went ahead and, and threw uh, what he needed to throw for the single season record for the Buccaneers in terms of passing yards, 43 touchdowns. I hope he gets the MVP. He deserves it on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to give it to I'm a big Anthony Nelson guy, but I'm going to give it to another defensive lineman and not Vita Vea, Steve McClendon. Steve McClendon mm. actually had a hell of a game. He had four tackles, the old man on that, that defensive line, four tackles. He also had a team-high two quarterback hits. And what I liked about him was down there in that goal line stand on that little shovel pass to Tommy Tremble. Uh, he saw the play, recognized it, grabbed Tremble and held him to only a one-yard gain. That set up the fourth and one, and then he combined with Devin White on that stop on fourth and goal. That really kept the Panthers out of the end zone. It was a huge momentum-changing play. So yeah. I got to give it up for for uh, uh, Tom Brady and and Steve McClendon. And I, yeah. I do know, we don't have any pictures of him yet, but but I know Scotty Miller had a big game. That, that's going to keep uh, Casey oh, Hudson happy as well. I was going to say. <laughs> 
I wonder if Casey Hudson, who's about (laughs) to come on the show here and give her thoughts on how this thing's going down today. Casey, just in time for your game balls. And I know you've been praying and thinking about this one. And what are you going to do? Brashad Perryman, Scotty, what do you choose? If only you guys could have seen my reaction when Scotty came in. If only it was finally time for Casey. Did you yell in the booth? Yeah, I lost it for a second. The only thing that kind of like protected me from being completely embarrassing is that we have to wear a mask again. So it was sort of muffled. So it was kind of like, Case, what's going on? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Just Scotty Miller. He's here. He's in the building. He's doing things on the field. But uh, that was more rushing yards than receiving yards now this year. Huh? He He might. It's very close. Oh, I actually think he might. I'm, I'm about to look, but I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, but at 43 least he... rushing yards today. The team leader. Yeah, on what two attempts? Yeah. Yep, 38 receiving yards, 43 rushing yards. You know how much money you could have won at the beginning of the year if you said Scotty Miller will finish the season <laughs> with more rushing yards than receiving yards without people felt about him going into the year. I had all my. What if you placed that bet on like? What if you didn't place that bet until the last game of the season because he was right. leading in receiving yards until today? Yeah. So who gets your game balls here, Casey? Um, guys, Scotty Miller had a touchdown. Like, come on. Uh, no, honestly, it was kind of tough because there were so many record-breaking performances today, and, and I was extremely pissed about how the whole first half of the game was going because they can't take that into playoffs at all. But um, if I really, really, really had to choose somebody, it I think you kind of have to give it to Mike Evans. The momentum really swung when it came to him. So it's not just the fact that he you know broke the records that he broke today. It's the fact that yep. that – team did not really start getting moving until he made the catches that he made. So um, Mike Evans has got to get my offensive game ball defensively. It's kind of tough because Anthony Nelson, again, I mean, I'm really, I'm appreciating seeing the growth in this guy. I am a big underdog gal and he's really just grown as a player. He's showing up. He's really helping out this team, but is it unorthodox if I give it to Levante David because of how much this defense needs him back? That's a good one. That's <laughs> actually like a really good one. Yeah. Do that because you, do that? you don't realize how much work Levante David is really doing on that field until you watch these past couple of games and the team that could never be run on. Yeah, no, people can, can try it out, have some fun with it. Um, so, yeah, can I do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great choice. Levante right, David. David and now we just hope he's back. By the way, injury report update for people just on some of the other injured bucks. They're seeing about Cyril Grayson. They don't know yet. They ruled him out pretty quickly. So we'll see what happens with that hamstring. Bucks could be down another receiver. But platform's going to be – I'm not that worried because the platform's about Cyril by himself because right. I think the platform's going to be there for Scotty Miller to step up. And I still believe I, – I have not quit. Obviously, the runs were fun today, but I have not stopped believing that Scotty Miller can be – a wide receiver in the NFL and yes. uh, he's going to probably get his opportunity. I, you know, I think Searle's probably going to be out for the first playoff game. Just guessing. I'm guessing there. Yeah. I don't know. Bruce um, Arians tone. When the question was asked, it sounded a little he bit. It just seemed like it'd be, it might be tough to get him back in a week at least. Yeah. Yeah, not that he wouldn't come back eventually, but you know, other guys, I think Leonard Fournette will return. We'll see Giovanni Bernard should return based on his timeline, just in terms of them activating him. Mm-hmm. Guess he will play uh, this upcoming playoff game. So they'll, if some guys back at running back, we'll see about Rojo, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul would expect them to be back for the playoffs as well. And then we'll yeah. see about Levante David. I think they're hopeful, but they just have to see how it goes this week with him. Um, this is going to be a big week for him, and that's going to be one we're all going to be watching very closely, <laughs> I think, with the Eagles having one of the more vaunted rushing attacks and diverse rushing attacks in the league 
Um, it's going to be very, very important. I asked a couple of Eagles guys just before we went on the show, anybody who's hurt, Miles Sanders, for them, is a broken hand. They're, they're top running back, so we'll see mm-hmm. uh, how that goes for them and whether he plays or not. Um, but um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Britt just texted me. They're still showing just times for playoff games on TV, just no teams yet, so they haven't announced those. We'll probably have those later tonight, and we'll get something up, and we'll be on Twitter to comment on those matchups yeah. and the times that the Bucs have. We know they're playing the Eagles, and so that's about all you can know at this point in time. But in terms of injuries today, Jamel Dean was the other one, right? Jamel Dean mm-hmm. had a yeah. hamstring, but Bruce Aarons did not think it was serious. It seemed like Mike Evans and Brashad Perryman were fine. Evans got hit in the funny bone. Perryman mm-hmm. came back in the game. I think he was fine. So hopefully those were the only injuries, and they go into the first round of the playoffs. There's an outside shot. They could have everybody there defensively and – the way they played today defensively, they, they might need everybody, Casey. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Especially versus the Eagles. I mean, we've seen <laughs> we've seen that they like to really uh hit the ground running and the defense just has not been strong, you know, stopping the run game in the past couple of against the past couple of teams. So that would be huge um for them to have right. my game ball choice of Levante David back. But it was it was good to kind of see some like it was really nice to have a game where you heard so many other guys' names being called and really contributing today. I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm I'm really impressed with him as well. He's just been able to finally contribute to this team and and get the get the offense in good positioning because them getting to the 50 yard line today just seemed impossible for the longest time. So it was it he's still I mean they still can't rely on him that much. But if he Grayson ran hard, but. We haven't yeah. talked about that game. Ten we for twenty nine, but yeah, yeah they, not exactly. They have to run the football better, and maybe yeah. it helps having Lenny. But Lenny's not a, a like that kind of a rusher, so it's going to be very important that they run the football better moving forward. They, oh yeah, they just have been really bad the last few weeks running the football. Yeah, it's point. been <laughs> nearly non-existent. So yeah. Le'Veon Bell, um, but I mean he has he's very doing okay in role. the receiving game. Yeah, he has just his very specific role, which you can tell. Um, so I think he's going to, you know, help this offense out a lot as well. I just don't want it to be this huge concern that if uh, Grayson doesn't make it back, that the team's going to fall apart. He was somebody who helped yeah. in a very crucial moment, but I think every guy kind of has a crucial moment role. We've come to notice Brashad Perriman was the overtime guy. Grayson was the 15 second guy. So um, as long as, you know, too many other people don't go down and they continue to have a little bit of versatility among some of these guys, then they should be okay. But it's finding that rhythm a lot quicker, not the third mm. quarter. They have to figure out a way to find it in the first quarter. It's not a trust game anymore. We're outside of week 18 now. Yeah. But Against the better say, team, it's going to matter a lot in the playoffs. Way more. Yeah. And the Eagles have only gotten progressively better and they still give them a run for their money when, when the Bucks faced them, you know, two months ago or whenever it was. So that's right. the only nerve wracking part, but I'm hearing Saturday for for the Eagles game. That would be that would be cool. Oh, are you hearing? Are we are we reporting news here? What's going on? <laughs> a lot hearing. of people are saying that it's going to be Saturday. I was a say, lot of people are saying. All right. A lot of people are saying Saturday. Are you breaking news here, Casey? Yeah. Here we go. The K Huddy scoop is that it's <laughs> Saturday, y'all. Wow, K Huddy with the scoop. I hope you're right. I hope you're right now. Otherwise, people will never let you live it down. I know. If not, just I'll go in and delete this clip later. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> Put right. down. This is gonna blank spot. People go to people go to find the clip, and it's just missing. They're just right. Just take a blank screen. <laughs> Yeah. So Saturday, you think the night game, just same as last year when they started? Yeah. Against Washington? Yeah. That was okay. All right. That's what I, I kind of thought it would be, but somebody said that 
they heard the announcers were Eric Erlinson, I guess, from the Lightning. You probably know him. But he was saying uh, that they, I think, are still announcing broadcast team is staying in town or something. I don't know. And so uh, the game might be – I don't know what that have to do with the game being Sunday. I don't understand. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think, you're, I think you're right. I think it's like going to be staying here a week, like one extra day is really going to be the yeah. back. Yeah. It's gonna, it's, Which maybe you want it to be Monday. I don't know if it matters, but given Levante two extra days, I don't know if that will matter or not. Ultimately, it probably doesn't. But Yeah, I mean, at this point, you got to know if you're we'll ready see. to go Thursday. For, right. you know, Thursday, really. Right. Um, you probably want to get some practice reps in for sure. Right. So. <laughs> um, we'll see. Been, so. Okay, how do you – K Huddy Scoops on the Peter Report podcast, a new segment I think we just found. K Huddy Scoops. So we'll see what happens with that. If it is ends up being Saturday night, if we are gonna, yeah, K Huddy, we're gonna be coming I'll back pull to this the one clip and Absolutely. then move it in. <laughs> That's right. Good stuff. Well, we appreciate y'all. This is a great day for the Bucks. Obviously, they get the two seed right now. The only game they'd have to play on the road in the playoffs is if they face Green Bay in an NFC Championship game. The way it looks right now. If the Bucs were to win in the first round, obviously the team can't get ahead of themselves. But I always clarify this. We are not the team, so we can look ahead as far as we want to. It doesn't have any effect on how they play. People after they lost to the – or after they played bad against the Jets, people are like, wow, y'all were looking ahead to the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. And we got I'm so like, chewed out for that. I'm like, come on, y'all. What does that have to do with the way the Bucs play against the Jets? We don't Nobody play on the team. that game was going to go that way last week. Like, no, yeah, that too, nothing, nothing was right. going that way. And if we oh. overlook an opponent, that has no impact on the box. That yeah. not yeah. doing that. <laughs> anyway. At least we're giving us that much empowerment, though. I mean, right. yeah, seriously. Yes. So the Cowboys play the 49ers. That's an intriguing match. That's a fun Cowboys game. Because, yeah, be there's so many, a lot of layers there. But obviously, they, they're familiar with Dan Quinn, very familiar with 49ers are in terms of playing him. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. that's going to be a very, very interesting game. Uh, 49ers are tough, again. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is not great, but he played big today. He's played he in the playoffs before. They're good play calling. They know how to control line of scrimmage to keep good edge rushers from freaking havoc. I would love to see a four hours upset happen there. That'd be fun. Uh, yes. But then they'd probably face the Bucks if that happened, I guess, right? Because low seed the move. Oh no, they would face the Packers if the if the Bucks are able to win. So that would leave the Bucks with the winner of Cardinals Rams, maybe. So there's a lot of potential here. Um, for the Bucks, but they're gonna have a tough matchup eventually at some point or another. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll be pulling for a 49ers upset. I think that game is gonna be interesting. Cowboys don't have a lot of playoff experience with this current crew, mm -hmm. and I wonder if that right. will matter at some point, or maybe I'm overrating hypothetical playoff experience. Well, we'll no, because if you kind of look at you know how that Cardinals game went, and then you compare the Cardinals defense to you know the 49ers defense and mm. the capability that they have to kind of stunt. Uh, the Cowboys, I think it could be just as interesting. Yep. Also, the Bucs didn't really have too much playoff experience outside of Brady and well, that's and, pretty uh, important Gronk though, last year too. <laughs> well, yeah, Bruce Arians too. Okay, but you're yeah, but you're saying like the Cowboys have no experience at all. I'm saying like the I guess Bucks, they have McCarthy, outside of two guys went on a huge run. Yeah, so. that's true. But right. they we just don't want to see the Cowboys do anything, Matt. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know I don't. <laughs> no, I mean, just be honest. Nobody other than Cowboys fans does. Like, right. Nobody wants to see that. So it's the bottom the line here. Right. That's something all sports fans can agree on, unless you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan. So good stuff. And we'll talk more about all this stuff tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern on the podcast. Scott and I will be back. We'll look ahead a little bit more to Bucks Eagles. We'll know at that point what time the game is, when it is, all those things. And we'll have heard from Arians one more time, too, uh, before then. So tomorrow's podcast, 4 p.m. Eastern. You're definitely going to want to tune in for that one on Monday. 
Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe before you get out of here because there's going to be tons of great content rolling through. Got all 22 content rolling through. We also have Wednesday on the show. Scott and I will preview the upcoming game against the Eagles in the playoffs. So we'll dive deep into that game, statistically, the matchups, all of those things. And on Thursday night, we're going to have myself, Mark Schofield, and Paul Atwell are going to be getting together and we're talking about what the Bucks offense should look like moving forward. I'm going to set up the questions, pose things to those guys, and those guys who have studied Bruce Arians' offense, Tom Brady, and all those things, even more than I have, are going to come up with some answers and let you know what this offense should look like moving into the playoffs. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a great week on the show. It's playoff week, baby, for the second year in a row. Bucks are doing playoff week. It's a lot of fun, and Bucks fans are going to get a, a true home playoff game. The Super Bowl was a home mm-hmm. game, but a true home playoff game here coming up, which is going to be a blast. So appreciate y'all. It's yeah. going to be great. Uh, and we'll see you all tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, on another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out.